budgets and financial reports. They can be intimidating for the smartest people. We need to understand budgeting in our nonprofit organizations. Let's talk about it. You're listening to the Nonprofit News with Dr. Shaniva Early. The main reason why we deal with budgets is because we need to find out how to financially sustain our nonprofit organizations. Just like I said before, that money matters, budgeting, finance reports can be intimidating. They can cause you to have stress and not sleep at night. Even the smartest people have to have a solid foundation and a solid understanding of business finance, the terms and all the things that go along with them. The best people around that can help you with these types of things are accountants, bookkeepers. They know how to read reports and deal with reports. They know terms like RIOs and B. EBITs and GAAPs, that's, uh, you know, return on investments and such. They can have a good conversation and be able to talk to people intelligent about financial reports. You ought to be able to participate in the discussion when your accountant or your bookkeeper comes to you about your budget and financial reports. Because if you don't have enough knowledge about those two things or those those reports, your financial future could be in jeopardy. You have to have a good foundation. You have to understand the terminology. Great is super important to understand the terminology that goes along with budgets and reporting files and all of the like. So um, you also have to know what those reports are, not just knowing what the terms are, but you need to know what the reports really include, what makes those reports, the reports you need to have. You got to understand what your financial statements mean. What does it mean when you get a report that says this project is going to cost this amount and it's going to go over by this amount? These are some important features that you have to be able to grasp and understand and not be afraid of looking at. You got to be well versed and knowledgeable about these. Now, you don't have to know the nitty gritty of it all. Why not? Because you have a bookkeeper and or an accountant, a business manager in the finance department, uh, a chief financial officer that can do it most of the time. Because in small nonprofits, who is the chief financial officer that usually is, is your treasurer or yourself? You may be that chief financial office. You might be that chief financial officer that have to look over the budgets, that have to repeat and understand what's going on. So don't be afraid to understand. You have to be able to analyze these statements and not um, just 
peruse. You got to know if uh, one number is out of whack. Keeping a log or um, daily, weekly, monthly logs is a good way to do that. I would go as far as of saying, at least in our organization, we scan our reports so that we can um, have a better understanding of the reportings that we have to do. We scan them into a software system so we can understand everything that we need at the end of the day, the month, and such. Now, we are still a small nonprofit organization. We don't make a lot of money, but you need to know down to the penny almost how much your organization is bringing in so you don't get stuck on the the merry-go-round of Ferris wheel or whatever of um, not immediately being able to tell a funder, a donor, a client, a volunteer, a staff member what is going on financially in your organization. Okay. You have to understand how the budgets run. You got to understand what the different types of budgets are. Um, you, you need to really know how to make budgeting easy. Now we don't, if you're like me, I don't understand the checks and balances and the debits and credits and the back and forth. I don't get that stuff mainly because it's not in my repertoire. That is, that's not what I do. So I have someone who does it, but I have to know how to easily go down a chart and say, okay, um, the chemo care kits cost $30 times five of them that we purchased or someone purchased for us. That's $50. The value of this tax deduction for the person who bought it would be $50 like that, that type of thing. That's just a quick example on understanding how to make budgeting easy for you to understand. Also, let's think about what happens in the future. You have to be able to forecast things in the future. You have to have forecasting techniques that can forecast. Will you have enough money to pay for or not pay for? Have enough money to supply your client with the needs that they have to have. So if we have 10 clients and we only have five um, chemo care kits, we can't take care of 10 clients. So what we need to do is we need to project and forecast what we need. So the people who are in charge of donations can reach for 15. So we'll have a stock of five just in case something happens. So you got to be able to do some forecasting. And when you're working with your budget, you have to learn how to manage the budget to keep in line with what you're doing. You can't always spend more than you bring in because we know what credit does. Credit allows us to spend more than we receive. We do it all the time and it's okay because we're going to get a um, invoice for next month to pay. But what happens is you have to learn how to manage the budget to stay under whatever it is that you're receiving because you don't want to go over budget this month 
the next month and the next month and then you get a big influx of donations and you got to backtrack on those things you need because the people that that you're going to be servicing is going to lose out on that funding sources because you got to pay back what you owe um you have uh you have to know how to make smart purchasing decisions Nonprofit organizations have the opportunity if they are 501c3. Let me caveat this. If you are a 501c3 nonprofit tax exempt organization, you many times can take your documentations, go into a company and have a tax deducted because you don't have to pay it because you are a nonprofit or they may have special discounts that you can use because you're a nonprofit case in point. I'm trying, uh, I'm doing a program for it's called beating the need. And so the program is to fund and teach people how to garden and preserve their food. I just got an offer for a $200 deduction on a purchase for um, supplies using my nonprofit organization. That $200 will f- be freed up to use it for something else that I can buy for the nonprofit. So I have to make smart purchasing decisions when I'm buying things for the nonprofit and the, its programs because people donate to specific, um, for specific things they earmark it for specific things and they want it to be spent on those specific things. They don't want you to willy nilly do whatever you want. If you're saying you're going to raise money for the hat and I hate program, which is I'm affiliated with, they want you to buy the yarn to make the hats. They don't want you to spend that money on chemo care kit program things. So you have to know how to do smart purchasing and make smart purchasing decisions so that you will have the money set aside for whatever it is that you're purchasing. And in that same vein, you have to understand the legal aspects of financing, because if you have money earmarked for one thing and it's going for something else, you may be putting yourself and your organization, your board members and your volunteers, your staff members and your clients in jeopardy by doing something that can cause your organization to close. Okay. So when you're thinking about budgets and finance reports, let's talk about key people, key people who need to know about your finance reports. There's always key people that got to be in the, in the know. Those people include your CEO. They use the financial data to steer the organization in the right direction. Your CFO, they ensure that the, the financial data is complete, that the reports are created and those reports are created accurately, accurately, accurately. So you have, you know, your leadership, if you have some leadership, the financial data is, is 
sent to those leaders so they know how to purchase, how to service their department, how to control the budgets and that type of thing. Same thing for department managers. They use it for whatever areas and businesses that they have to use it. Now, if you have a small nonprofit and it's three board members plus maybe one volunteer and yourself as the CEO, these things can be interchanged, interchangeable. Your roles could be different or you're carrying those roles. You may not have a CFO, but you have a treasurer who serves in the accounting portion or gets the stuff to the accountant, that type of stuff. Um, your board of directors uses your financial data to determine how well your organization is doing, how the, to hold the leaders accountable for whatever it is in your organization. What about your stakeholders? You have stakeholders that's going to say, I donated such and such for this project. Did it go to that? Will it go to that? Can you show me that where it's being used? Your investors, same thing. Your investors use it to term, determine what they want to purchase. If they purchase stock for you, if if they want to purchase um, goods and services and donate them to your um, organization so they can get the write-off, that type of thing. Uh, your creditors, they use your financial reports to understand if you can pay back, if you have to take out a loan or if the grantors know that you're going to use the money fundings for the correct thing. So there's a lot of key players that come into play. Your volunteers, your volunteers, you have to sometimes chart. Let me not say sometimes, please chart your volunteer hours because those hours are important for several reasons. If you're getting a volunteers for school and they need credit for that, if you're getting volunteers for, um, uh, the, what do you call them? Um, community service volunteers. If you're getting community service volunteers, you need to know if their, their hours are correct for that. If you're getting the volunteer off the street who want to volunteer their time and realize they needed volunteer hours for, um, I don't know an organization that they're a part of and they want to get extra credit work. They do that a lot in sororities and fraternities that where you do extra, um, volunteer work. So those are the things that you need to pipe into people who are key players in your organization. So let's talk about the types of budgets that you might have. You might have a production budget. If you produce your own supplies and products for our organization, we do produce some of our own products to sell. We have um, greeting cards that we sell. We do our own um, hats that we make for the Hat Not Hate project. We buy the materials for that type of stuff. So your production budget. You need to understand about your cash flow or cash budget. What? It, you know, your future receipts will look like in particular, you need to understand what a sales budget is so you can understand what the future of the sales from your, um, income, if you're receiving any, if for instance, you, you have a consultant, a nonprofit consulting, um, firm come in and tell you, Hey, you're producing this product or service we need to see some sales figures so we can adequately include it in the budgeting of the services you can provide. 
that's you have to know how to do that you have to understand what goes into your marketing budget because a good organization has to be marketed because if no one knows about you you can't get anything done you know how to you need to be able to how to project your budget and expenditures for the budget and that kind of stuff you know it's a lot that goes into it you have to research not only internal but external to understand budgets throughout different periods of time maybe you are dealing with a supplier for something and the supplier all of a sudden increase your supply costs which makes it now out of reach for your organization you have to be on top of things so they will understand what your liabilities are what your assets are that type of thing you got to understand the expenses of income versus expenses for your income statement budgets and your actual year to dates because the you may not be a money making entity yet but as a nonprofit organization you may become one because you want to make keep your organization sustainable not just make it sustainable but keep it being sustainable and you can sustain your organization by having a product that you can sell that will be a taxable income attachment to your nonprofit but that money then is donated to support the programs that you're getting into you have to have a uh, adopt a final budget for review to get approval from your board of um, directors so that it can be implemented throughout your organization. Uh, if you have to pay your um, suppliers or pay for um, the rental of the chairs for the banquet, that type of stuff, you have to know how to gather the information for trending things and buying things and reporting things and all the things. <laughs> It's a lot, but you have to have a good footing for it all. Okay. There's four areas that may be helpful when you're looking how to analyze your budgets, your market trends, your, um, um, competition, your economic condition and your regulatory issues. There's always things out there that you are going to have to deal with when you analyze your budget. And that's intern, um, external things. Those things are external. Market trends are external to your organization. Internal is new products that you might develop. Your strengths and weaknesses that um, need to be reviewed when you're dealing with financial statements of the organization. Those are some internal things. Um, what about staff requirements? You might need to talk about can your staff handle new strategic goals when they're hiring somebody, if they're hiring somebody, they need, may need to know how to do that or not necessarily hire as in I'm paying, but what about those volunteers? Do they know how to handle the strategic goals of the organization or do you need to hire out a consultant to do those things? And if so, do they know how to talk to the people? Do they know how to talk to those consultants to get that work done? That's, that's some information that we might need to review. 
and you need to think about existing existing policies existing policies on the budgets it do are you calculating them right um is there issues that you might need to alter on the budget um is the financial statement being correctly analyzed and making sure that you're not overspending or something like that you know money it, it helps nonprofits grow but also money can be the cause for a lot of nonprofits to fail because they did not start off on the right footing for our nonprofit we are a all volunteer nonprofit my board members are volunteers I'm a volunteer. So we are in a different category because we don't make a lot of money, but we service a lot of people because our donors understand that what they give us to use, it goes for supply costs and for our clients and the things we need. And at the end of the year, our budget is at zero. We're starting over every year because what we get is what we give. Banquet dinners, yes, we had banquet dinners. We used banquet dinners. We pay for the stuff. We made sure our suppliers were paid. The money that was donated for ticket sales went right back into whatever program it was being used. So it's also a good idea that when you're starting your nonprofit, if you're going to go the same route as we did as a volunteer organization, Make sure that when you get people in your organization, let them know that this is a volunteer situation until you get to the point where maybe your product took off and now you have money in the bank for other projects to hire somebody and that type of thing. So don't be afraid to be a small nonprofit and then grow. Don't be afraid to recycle and reboot and go from one stage to another back to the following stage, because that shows the maturity of your organization. So that is just a little bit about budget and financial reports. Um, if you would like to know more about budgets and financial reports, I need you to go to nonprofitleadershipacademy.org and sign up for our class on budgets and financial reports. You will gain so much more information than what I have talked about here. I want to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I will see y'all. I, I will listen to y'all. I will talk to y'all. I will be able to give you enough information through that class that you have not gotten on this podcast. So I thank you so much for listening and I will be back in the next one. Thank you for joining Nonprofit News with Dr. Shaniva Early. If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please like and share. 